Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. In Studio Insights, it's an opportunity for us as a team to ask each other questions, learn from each other, and improve what we do as practitioners. So we're super excited to learn from each other and share some value through this episode. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind you that we have a human-centered design cohort. It is epic. We have got such incredible feedback from it, and people have just had such great outcomes with their projects and basically what it is is it enables you to learn our human-centered design process and apply it to your own projects through a play playbook watching videos attending group coaching attending personal coaching and basically getting all the activities that we use so you can apply it to your own project so it's a really epic experience and if you're interested check it out in the link below for now we'll get into the episode victoria you can ask the first question Right. My question is for Hannah. Question is Ooh. for Hannah. Um, so <laughs> you've been developing a checklist recently for the team to use. You've stolen my question, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I had a backup just in case. <laughs> I'm not very good at asking them, so you'll probably have a better one. But <laughs> um, again, it's like a mishmash of questions and words I've tried to put together. <laughs> um, but I want to know, first of all, like what your process has been to actually make the checklist mm -hmm. um and also what you've done to make sure that the checklist is actually going to be like practical and useful for all of us because I know there's a lot of stuff that needs to go in it mm. and I feel like all my questions relate to being like overwhelmed but like how are you going to do it so that when you give it to Kim and I we're not going to be like what the hell is this yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so the first step was so you and I have been keeping a list of things that we've learned over the years so relevant to all different topics. So the first thing I did was I got both of our lists and made sure I had all of the information from both lists in one place so I could see exactly what we were dealing with. Um, and then what I've been doing is separating it into different tasks. So there's like at the moment there's a table for developing, there's a table for QAing, and I'm about to do more tables. So there'll be like a table for project management, accessibility, those sorts of things. And I am still in the process of it. So it could potentially change, but I'm thinking at the moment there's subheadings for each table and those subheadings are in alphabetical order. Um, so for example, for development, also for example, for QA, there's like a subheading for grammar and punctuation. And then when you like within that subheading, it's everything to do with gram grammar and punctuation. And then there'll be like another sub subheading and then there's everything to do with that. And each thing below the subheading has like a little check mark on the right. So you can go through, you can save a copy of it and basically check off that you've covered or at least thought of everything in the list. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. So it's just bringing, and the, I guess the other thing is like turning it into an action. So rather than having like a, sentence that's quite like ambiguous or like talks about an idea I've made sure that I've been really clear on what's the actual action that we would need to take to cover that thing so I have changed some of the things in our list that we've learned into like specific actions that we need to take and sometimes broken it up into separate things if there's like more than one step to do it um yeah that's sort of where I'm at at the moment can I ask with that? Because that's just made me think of something, the alphabetical order thing. 
mm -hmm. why did you decide to do alphabetical order? Because I'm thinking, I know with the, you probably would have like seen it in some of my lists. They're not, they <laughs> might not like look like they're in an order, but it's the order that I've found works for whatever I'm checking. Um, mm. So for an example, like when I'm developing, there's certain things I don't check till the very end of my development. Like I'll look for double spaces or things like that because they could have popped up at like any time of mm. me working on it. Whereas other things like, um, I don't know if this is the best example, but maybe like slide properties because they could potentially change later. But like the slide properties, I'll do that at, at the beginning so that it's like set up. If I copy that slide, it's mm. already done. But that yeah. might necessarily be the order, like an alphabetical order thing. Did you yeah, well, that is a good point. Um, I did it in alphabetical order. So, like, if you were thinking, okay, I'm doing the player next or I'm doing accessibility next or I'm checking grammar next, you'd be like, okay, grammar, and then you'd be able to, like, scroll down and find where it is in the list. Mm. But it's definitely still a draft form, so potentially doing it in order could be better, I'm thinking. Like, it's not finalised yet. That's just how I've sort of started setting it up. Yeah. Um, so that's good user feedback. <laughs> that could potentially be a better way of doing it. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking from what even you've just said then, like, if people think, oh, I'm doing grammar next or if I'm doing this next, like, if it's a process that they're not familiar with or don't do that often, mm. they might not know what they're doing next and they would just follow it in order and then they might have yeah. to, like, redo steps because they might not realize like oh I'm gonna have to check that again yeah 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 I actually think it should be in order of the task I'd have to have a look at the checklist to see like mm. the specific actions and how that would work like whether it is yeah. in a specific order but yeah I can definitely do that <laughs> yeah it's still draft so I hadn't fully got to the stage of like organizing it 100% so yeah yeah no, yeah that's good about. thank you that's good and I guess back. even with that some things you might like there are things that you might have to check them two or three times like mm. even spaces sometimes I'll do it once I first put like all the content in because then I'm like I could format this screen make sure there's no orphans and all that and then check for double spaces at the end and I'm like reworking stuff I've already yeah fixed so I feel like some things might come up multiple times anyway but yeah no, you're right. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. But no, that's a good process. I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be really useful, like going through all the stuff that we've learned. Like there is a lot of yeah. things and it's just made me realise like how much stuff if we don't have a checklist you have to keep in your head. Mm. Like there is like so many and it's not just like things that we're in our, because we do have like a QA checklist now where it's like tells us exactly what we should be looking for. It's things like outside of that that weren't in our QA checklist that are like other things we need to do within the file that like is so important to check. So it's like, I think it's mm -hmm. going to be like so much easier for us to have a full list yeah. of everything there. Yeah. And yeah, I really do like that order thing, like doing it in the order of the task. So I think that's going to make it really good too. Expanding yeah, on that idea there around the order of the task, it's making mm. me think, I I wonder if it could be mapped to or informed by our project management plan. Because the, the we spend a lot of time getting that 
template into the right order and then you would be Mm. able to figure out like at round one of storyboard grammar and punctuation or whatever is checked but it's also done again at round two um Mm. so potentially it's linked or mapped to that so that we know we're in this part of the project this is my specific task and these are the guidelines Mm. and I don't know tips around this might be something to consider yeah that is good too yeah, awesome. I'm actually working on that after this. So this is perfect timing. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, good. Good question. You helped me as well. Got <laughs> <laughs> to make sure you do it right before I get it. <laughs> yeah. Get it right or don't get it right all. <laughs> you can keep it in your head, Vic, if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my own special checklist. <laughs> No you secret one anyway. You'll be like, nah, I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna try really hard, Vic, to make it really clear. <laughs> perfection like will never content. really come. We'll ne- perfection yeah. doesn't exist if we just remember that. But <laughs> if we're making what we do is iterative and we improve upon it, because mm. it's human centered, so you're gonna give it to us, we're gonna give you feedback, you're gonna make it better. Yeah. So yeah. I would expect that kind of um compassion towards things I hand to you guys <laughs> so yeah. I'm willing to know that what you send is a work in progress and if you put that in the email subject anyway you have that <laughs> excuse <laughs> yeah. I just like, think like, it's a hard no job negative though. Feedback. sorry <laughs> it's like a hard job though to get something together that like will work for how all of us work because I'm like yeah, I do already definitely. have checklists I use mine's just a shitty one like for each project I just have like a word thing Mm. and I make a list and like add to it as I think of things so this will be good because it will yeah I'm imagining a lot of it would be there already well you hopefully you'll have more because I have missed stuff (laughs) in mind um (laughs) but yeah like it's hard if like someone gives you something that's not yeah like set out how it works how you would do it you don't you won't use it because it doesn't like fit right with you doesn't add value to your life Yeah. yeah Even though it could be amazing, it's like that's not how I work. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well that is a good point. It's gotta be well, human lucky. centered. It has to be working for all of us. I'll try and consider all of our different preferences and incorporate it in the checklist. Not too detailed. I think you two are the extreme. So at least you're setting the (laughs) benchmark and I'll have less expectations on it. So (laughs) whereas if I was doing it, you'd be like, ah, that's probably 10% of what I would have created. (laughs) Yes, we can probably use it. She'll be like, what the hell is all that? No, I will because at the moment, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But then this, I can't wait to release it into not being in my head anymore. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It was interesting too, like figuring out because originally like things were under certain headings and then the checklist I had. And then when I like got everything out of the headings to try and like organize it, I was like so many things are relevant to different types of things. So like some tasks sit in like multiple different headings. So it's been really good to like not just have like, okay, this task I've just got under development. But when you think about it, like it actually has to happen in the QA as well. So Mm -hmm. I think it'd be nice to have whatever task you're doing, like it covers everything. You don't have to try and think like, I wonder if that was done in development. Like, what did they do? You can like, you just have it all there. When is it coming? Now I'm like, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Look, I've got a lot on, so <laughs> it'll be a couple of months. One month. We don't have time. <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, like emotional capacity or mental resilience for it not mm. to exist. <laughs> well, I think my due date was close the business tomorrow, so that is when you'll get it because I always keep my promises. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Because now I know all the listeners are like, this sounds so amazing. It's probably going to appear on the Creator Hub. But just so you know, people were very busy with client things, so new products are on hold yeah. for now. And you could let us know how much you would pay for this product and we'll let you know. Because if you say 10,000 bucks, maybe we'll just pop it up tomorrow and give away our weekend <laughs> so we can have that money. <laughs> it will be life-changing. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I am feeling that. I can't wait. Oh, God, the pressure's high now. I'm going to get on to this. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. <laughs> Kim, what's your question? Okay. Um... I will go something completely different. I have had a backup just in case that was going <laughs> to be one of your questions. Um, when it comes to authenticity in a human being, what specific behaviours do they demonstrate that shows to you that they are being their authentic self? so what specifically would you see them do if they were being their authentic selves um, I think they I don't really know the exact behaviors but I feel like they'd come across more comfortable and like relaxed um, mm. like they wouldn't I don't know, it wouldn't seem like shifty or, <laughs> um, Jeez. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what it would actually yeah, look no, like, I mean. but I don't know. I think you can just like tell when someone is comfortable or if they're like really nervous and mm. trying to put on like a front or something. Fake laughing. I feel like you can always <laughs> pick up on that one. I know when you do it, Vic. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Only while I'm being paid. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do for a dollar. <laughs> Outside of work hours, there's no fake laughing. <laughs> I just thought my money is going into it. <laughs> it's not for you, kid. It's all deal with Hannah <laughs> I don't pay you to fake laugh at her her self-esteem <laughs> I fucking put invest enough into that <laughs> oh, such mean <laughs> um I find that hard because I feel like everyone's authentic self is different that's okay that's what I'm just looking I'm not looking for a right or wrong I'm just looking for what do you notice that demonstrates that, that that person is being their authentic self. I think that's what it is though. Like carrying on from that. Yeah. It's like they're, they act the same all the time. Like it's like a consistent way of being mm. because like some people are really quiet and like they might have like a body language where they're withdrawn or whatever, but mm. potentially that is just them. And that is how they like behave as a human being. So I think it's like, 
if like someone might look nervous, but if they're like that all the time in all situations, like it probably is just them being authentic. Mm. It's just how they are. So I think I notice when people are not authentic, when I know them well and they're acting different to their usual behavior, I would say. Mm. So I think it's easier if you know the person as to whether they're being authentic or not. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you might pick up on red flags with new people where you're like, I don't think they're being authentic, but I don't think you can actually ever know until you see them over multiple occasions personally. Mm. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. And that is kind of what I meant about the shifty thing, it, but I didn't <laughs> explain <laughs> explain that part of it. No, but yeah. yeah if, if they're normally like chill and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, they sound like that's not their authentic. Yeah. <laughs> Like if they're always shifty, they're probably just a shifty. Person. <laughs> Who are you guys hanging out with? <laughs> like my leg jig does not stop. <laughs> what situation I'm in? I'll be doing it on the couch at home. Okay, um, think of someone that you think is their authentic self the majority of the time you got one in mind I'm looking right at her so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're like which one is she talking to um <laughs> that person what specific behaviors would you see them do to know that they're their authentic self stopping to think things through like how they want to respond which could go either way actually but I feel like a lot of people who are authentic they like think about what they want to say they don't just say what they think other people want them to hear Mm. say (laughs) (laughs) yeah see that's funny because I think of that like the opposite way and think like they just say what they think Without even oh, thinking like, <laughs> if it's what someone else wants to hear. Like they just pull it out. Interesting. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it could go either way, I guess. Mm. I think they're like honest, like brutally honest. Like they just say exactly what they think. <laughs> is that that's what fake means, is it? Uh, no, I wasn't so much coming from like a honesty or like a brutally honest point but more just they don't like overthink things before they say it trying to like say the right thing like they just say what comes to mind sort of. mm. and they're not worried about like yeah what other people are thinking <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like this conversation is confusing me <laughs> well it's a hard one it's almost like a a vibe or an aura around people so sometimes it's hard to explain it I feel personally because some people might take a while to think of something because they're like I want to say what's right for me and they're like they don't care if people have to wait for them because they're like I'm thinking through what's right for me yeah but then other people Mm. like they do just say what they think because it's like right there and they're being Mm. authentic too Well, yeah, I think it is really, I feel like it does just come down to are they like that all the time or are they acting differently mm. in this different situation? Yeah. And why? Like, is it related yeah. specifically to that situation? Mm. Mm. 
I think like they'd tell you. Different questions. <laughs> What's that? Can you ask different questions? Okay. I'm stuck. How do you say what you're going to say? I think they'd tell you like what they really think about things. Like, oh, sorry, we really we'd said that. Let me explain it further. <laughs> um, like if they, for example, if you asked them to do something and they didn't want to do it, they would just be like, yeah, like I'll do that. That sounds awesome. They'd be like, I don't want to do that, but like I'm willing to do it. Like that's being honest and being yourself. You're not like mm. pretending to be excited for something you don't want to do. <laughs> Was that directed at me? <laughs> I was going to say, you're really good at that bit. You'll be like, I really don't want to do it, but um, <laughs> fine, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. What would be a tip you would provide to help someone be more their authentic self in more situations. Stop worrying about other people and their like expectations and what they want from you. Find out what's important. Sorry, I can't see you, Vic. <laughs> you go first. Just swipe your thing across and you see both of us. You tech. No, you, you go. Tech you, <laughs> you don't finish. Keep going. I didn't know if you were still thinking. No, you go. Sorry. I was just saying you're real no, techie. Spit it out. Spit it out. <laughs> finish your I can't remember now. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mine is con- the thought I had is confusing me anyway. So I might need your guys' help to <laughs> process it. But- <laughs> Um, like for me in work situations, I find it easy to be easier to be myself in things I would otherwise find like a bit stressful or I'd get nervous for like client meetings, because I know that like you both have accepted me for my authentic self and like you, Kim, Mm -hmm. like you're a big supporter and like you want us to just like be ourselves no matter what situation we're in, like we don't have to act you don't mm. like want us to act different or act more professional or more formal or anything. So like the fact that you guys are like that when I'm in situations where previously I might've been like, Oh, I've got to like act a bit more professional and <laughs> fully <laughs> form a thought before I say it, like your support in that way helps me be my authentic self more mm. because I know that like you're, you've accepted that and you're happy for me to be like that with clients or with whoever I deal with Mm. whereas I guess sometimes if you're surrounded by people who are like you can't say that you can't act like that that can stop you Mm. yeah that's a good one that's pretty cool so promoting the freedom to be you (laughs) (laughs) has allowed that for you (laughs) yeah if you're like surrounded by the right people who want that as well it helps Mm. Whereas if you were both like every time you met with a client, you're like put on a suit or something and like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't just like that ex, like extra corporate level. Like if you were like that, I'd feel pressured to be like that, even though that's not me authentically mm. and not really you guys either. Mm. But put on a like that, suit. You have freedom. <laughs> well, I don't know. You'd probably do it. Yeah, I would. I, I feel, feel, I feel like that is my authentic self. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> oh, God. 
We drag you down to it. <laughs> We've made you an everyday jean wearing person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the amount of people like I'll be chilling out and wearing jeans, and they're like, "Oh, like aren't you uncomfortable wearing jeans? Why would you wear jeans?" And I'm like, "I love wearing jeans. They're so comfortable. <laughs> Leave me alone." <laughs> so I do love jeans now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any, any final <laughs> tips to help others be their authentic selves in more situations? I think also... Oh, God. <laughs> what is happening today? <laughs> okay, well, Hannah's, pro- <laughs> Hannah's proven that she's likely to forget her point, so let her go first, and then, Vic, if you can wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh God, I thought I forgot it then, but it's come back. Um, I think also like when people give you feedback to not take it as like definite, to take it as like optional. Like I've seen Instagram pictures and quotes and things where it's like, if you get feedback, just take it as that and you decide whether you want to do something with it or not. It's not like I have to change now because this person said this. Mm-hmm. It's like they've said that and just like taking the time to process and think, is that right for me? Is that actually going to add value to my life? And if not, like, you don't have to change it. That's cool. Mm. Vic? <laughs> my, what I was thinking sort of, it's about changing yourself, but in like the opposite way. Because I was going to say, like, I think it's easier to be your authentic self if you're like happy and like confident with mm. yourself. Like you'll feel less, I mm. think you feel less pressured to like act different if you know, like, this is who I am and like this is what I have to say and all that sort of stuff so like if you struggle to be your authentic self it might be because you're not happy with some parts so it's either like you accept that mm. as being you or like do something to change it so that you can do it mm. like un- unapologetically kind of thing That's so maybe cool. take the feedback if you don't like it <laughs> if it's something you don't like about yourself and you're not happy with and someone gives you feedback mm. like take it and change it because then you can be that person Mm. or just brush it off and keep doing what you're doing (laughs) Mm. that's cool thank you okay I really like those tips that you guys shared so yeah thank you for that and I hope the people listening and watching pick one of them experiment with it if you feel like you need to improve your authentic self resonance I'm satisfied thank you good question Kim that was an interesting one I liked it All right. The last question is me. So I'm coming into some instructional design work soon. So we've got a project where I'll be completing instructional design. So what I'm looking for is some inspiration and just like understanding of how I can produce better outputs. So I have, it's a question for both of you and it has two parts. So the first one is what's your favorite book that you've ever read and why? You should have asked me this before. (laughs) 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 Oh, well. (laughs) Can I... Can I just... um, Oh, no, I don't even want to... Sorry, a few thoughts flew around my head at the same time there. Incomplete sentences, it's what you got. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Can I just say, like, a book that I've read and then, like 
or just things that I've liked about books that I read because I yeah, have a few going like the, well. I don't think the book is really relevant is it you're not going to go read all the books but you want to know why it's resonating why yeah, it I might be your favorite like, one because like usually when something's your favorite there's like reasons behind why it got you so interested so I just want to understand like practical mm-hmm. things I could do in my writing to replicate that yeah okay definitely for me um I, I think I'm just thinking of recent books that I have read the common thing that stood out on why they resonated is because I see myself in the character um Mm. I see an aspect of their life or their journey or their pursuits or how they respond in certain situations from a values perspective in their story um the two books that are coming to mind are what do you call them autobiographies so (laughs) there's that um Peace moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who did you relate with, Kim? A leader Actually, and a musician. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, a leader and I don't know why you're not sharing it. <laughs> are they inspiring? <laughs> yes. To be their authentic self, pursue passion, all those things which are important to me. Yes. Um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I can pause and give Vic the opportunity and just have a think about some others for you as well. That's a really good answer. I can relate to that. It's mm. a good answer because I can relate to it. Like, reminded me of- <laughs> Well, there you go. We've got yeah. a common thing. We're buddies. We're linked in this now. Yeah. <laughs> so make that happen in your storyboard. <laughs> like I, did, I wasn't aware that was happening, but when I think back to the books I've read, like that does happen. So thank you for bringing that up. That is good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am not sure of my answer. That's okay. I do have a second question. Hold on. Before you, because if it's not linked, I can come back to it if you want more tips on that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, all good. Um, I'm just going into my Audible and I'll find some, uh, I need the inspiration from the actual books where is my all right the first book that is there why did it resonate is um saw myself in the character had a lifestyle that I wanted to pursue or um was experiencing life or achieving outcomes that I wanted for myself the next one is um interests and similar interests is what I mean sorry like curiosities that are aligned to myself my personal Mm -hmm. interests um the other one was like a role model so a role model on a, a hard journey and how they demonstrated resilience and love and um what else did they demonstrate? Just overcoming very challenging things mm. and not letting it impact them. And it's a story of hope as well. And it just reinforced the value of or the importance of hope that even in the hardest circumstances, 
hope can get you through it and allow you to survive. And in this instance, it was a life or death kind of thing. And that hope was actually what saved millions of people's lives as opposed to not just one person. But I've also read stories where hope has been the thing, like true stories, these ones so far, or this one is a true story. Um, so their power of hope and how that mm -hmm. messaging came up in the mini stories within that bigger book mm -hmm. of hope. Um, one is the next one is not an auto or a story, like a, I don't know what you call them. It's like a, kind of like a business. Wait, what, what's that? <laughs> is fiction like storytelling or nonfiction? Yeah. Not true. Yeah. Fiction is not true. Fiction is not true. So this is a nonfiction book. No, I don't know. I'm confused. real. It's fiction a real book. Nonfiction is not fake. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this one is around. Not fake. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Um, practical tips. Like I got it specifically to help me be better at my job, and it's very practical. It has questions, um, and like uh, tools and like diagrams that I can literally pick up and use straight away in my job mm. that will help me get better outcomes. Um, the next one is kind of like, should I keep going? I actually have quite a lot here. So <laughs> been going mental on books recently. Um, and they're all very different kind of books. So the next one is, I would say, um, a very huge movement in the world that set almost laws and value systems in the world. And I don't, actually know much about it but I know that it had a significant impact in history and I was curious as to this is about it's like the manifesto of those the rules or the book of guides of those sorts of things so I was curious as to what are those guides because whether it was what right or wrong which I actually don't know if it's right or wrong and still I'm still going through the book but going into it, I didn't know if it was a good thing for the human race or a bad thing. And I still don't know mm. that. But I was curious because I know that millions of people have um, followed this kind of lifestyle or whatever. So I wanted to know what were the rules that they set that and how might they have resonated? Because potentially they resonate to me, but I don't know, they've left like resulted in a really bad thing in the world. So I was just curious mm. like what they might be um mm. the next one was a kind of imagination it was I specifically got it to think differently but it is a story a child's story um and I was just curious about think reading something that I've never read before and it was very unusual for me um very outside my thinking very excited outside anything I'd ever watch or anything like that on tv so I was challenging my thinking was my motivation for picking this book but in it I was able to see transferable skills or transferable <coughs> values that resonated and that's what made me get to the end of the story and the story is about mm. like um like it's a kid's book but there's like relationships there's you know be your authentic self there's adults versus kids and kids versus adults it's a futuristic book um okay other ones are kind of the same that has come up so far another one to challenge my thinking um was a book about something that everyone I would say everyone will say this is the wrong thing humans should not do this 
Um, mm. But it's actually saying that it's okay to do that. So mm. I was curious about why would, when I've never heard someone say this thing shouldn't be done by people. Um, I was curious why this author's come out and published a book saying the complete opposite. Mm. And the points are made in a very factual way and they absolutely make sense and I can see that perspective so whether it's right or wrong the empathy to see what everyone in the world that I've heard so far says is right and then I see this one person completely saying it's wrong and I see place for both of them mm. even though it doesn't agree with me and I think maybe what's beneficial from a learning perspective there is framing it from this the thing of like it's okay to be to disagree with this but take on it your own like I know we do posts like that sometimes we're like here's an example you might not like it or you might love it but whatever resonates go make it your own so I think mm. that's what I got from that book yeah anything is possible random stories that are the opposite to my life um I think that yeah it's all just coming down to you I I don't know I could keep going but like I guess at the core of it is like a curiosity for me is a big thing that I have and I want a curiosity of like things that I agree with things that I'm not sure of things that I don't agree with things that are unknown of me and that's why probably mm -hmm. the reading list there was so diverse if I look at it there's not a common mm -hmm. like they're not all the same type of book or yeah yeah know. that's what I got oh that's really cool was there a way that they were written? Um, like I'm thinking, was it not too complex the way, the, like the words that were used and everything or was it? There's, yeah, I think I, I definitely am, even when I pick YouTube videos and stuff, it's like a really good question. Um, it depends on my mindset that I'm in. Sometimes mm. I'm like, I'm in veg out state. I'm in entertainment state. I'm in like, I've had a good coffee. I'm ready to learn or I'm ready to get lost in a, story and zone out or I'm ready to like learn because I need to apply this sort of thing so mm. I pick my thing based on the why and the why to me is very clear on the the what I'm trying to achieve by being mm. in the book or watching the video or choosing to learn something yeah so, good one yeah yeah awesome thank you that was really good I'm gonna listen back to this before I mm. storyboard it's, really it's cool I love that you're like thinking this way to get stimulus mm. for your instructional design it's really cool Woo. all right thank you so much Kim top that Vic I have nothing to add <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what books Kim's reading I'm gonna ask her after <laughs> I think I picked one can I guess yeah man's search for meaning no but that was the oh. uh, that is the book of hope that I was yeah. like and there's another one um that one was the happiest man alive it's also a story oh. about a I think he's Jew in a Jew um living through the world war ii experience oh okay so similar similar sort of story but it's yeah mm. do you want oh, some of them cool. <laughs> huh I can tell you and no, I'll tell you afterwards actually yeah it'll take too long I've gone through like 20 yeah. books there. um I do have another part of the question but I think we've run out of time no so keep, maybe, I'm okay 
as long as it's not going to impact um other people go for at least five minutes cool. thank you yeah cool all right so my second question is to think about your favorite games so it can be like uh like computer game a video game a board yeah. game a card game any type of game what are your favorite games and why what is it about them that makes you enjoy them mate i love that you're asking these questions these are not my types of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it from the perspective of I know she's going to apply this and I can't wait to see the storyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the games. first thing that came to mind is it's about like I'll only play a game for human connectedness. Um, mm. So it's to bring connection with other humans. Mm. Love that. And to enjoy that quality time together. I'm not yeah. a gamer anymore. I was like, I played games when I was a kid, um, board games mm. or computer games or whatever. That's when I was doing it for entertainment. My entertainment, I've now evolved. I get it from different places. So I don't play games. But I guess yeah. if I think about games, I'm going to go to skateboarding because essentially that's a game. Um, mm. Is sense of accomplishment, um, a goal creativity problem solving um the experience itself because i tend to be outside in fresh in like air that i like fresh mm. air and i and sometimes i'm also with other people and i enjoy that sense of community as well so i think it's probably there's a bit of um social learning that comes into it for me around this mm. game stuff that's what i got so yeah. far Love that. did you have anything from your game life um, yeah, I'd say I'm similar to you. Like, I don't really play games unless it's like a social thing, like just something to do with friends. Yeah. Okay. So, Otherwise, beer pong. Are you only playing it because everyone else is playing, or do you want to win and drink all the alcohol? No, I don't. I'm not a very competitive person. <laughs> like, I'll play games, but I don't care about winning. Mm. It's more about like, Mm. yeah what about drinking games <laughs> there's a clear goal <laughs> for them <laughs> no usually drinking games you don't want to win because oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to lose because then you have to drink yeah <laughs> yeah that's no, just the social thing for me I think yeah I'd say when it comes down to the mechanics of games one thing that I hate time delaying me so when I have to wait for something to load and pop up and float on screen or like mm. a little loading sign or like points fucking accumulating. I do not have time for that. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm not playing for that or I'm not participating for that, the game mechanics there. Yeah. To me, that's a waste of time. It actually probably is one of the reasons why I don't um, delve into games. I think it's also like, I, I, that makes me relate it to um, apps. Apps that take too long because they have that sort of stuff in there are getting deleted off my phone. I'm in yep. there to take a photo and it's like click photo saved, not click the photo. And now you have to click, do you want to apply the filter? It's like, if I want to apply the filter, I'm going to go find that filter. So yeah. Yeah. I'm getting very passionate about this. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> it's interesting because some people love like the theatrics and the story behind it. Like I remember dad playing video games. It'd be like, it was almost like a movie. Like it'd be like 15 mm. minutes of, the characters doing stuff and then you go into the game and he used to love that so I think it is like 
it's so different for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, I think mm. that's so important. Like it's the opportunity to choose how you learn. Like even on Netflix, it's like skip intro. Yeah. Like I, the amount of times that I'm skipping 30 seconds ahead in a movie or something, because I'm like, I don't want to see the credits. Like I don't want to see who produced the movie. I'm like, get me into the movie. That's yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> but then, yeah, I know like your dad and I know someone else that fucking they will sit there and watch that 15 minute movie of like mm. Red Dead Redemption, the guy like going on his horse. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, like, love it. That's crazy. Oh, it's like it makes me think for learning solutions, like we potentially could incorporate things like that for the people mm-hmm. that do like it but have that have the skip button so people can if people are like us where we're like we just want to get to the point you can skip that and still like have the information that you need but there's an yeah. option for people who would like to like really immerse themselves into the story to do that additional part definitely but I feel like that's that'd be a good question back at you Hannah because I feel like you do resonate with like the cool kind of um video intros and things like that like you're one to sit through that so what is that for you why Um, why put yourself through that pain (laughs) I'm only joking (laughs) it does depend on my stress levels like if I need something done really quickly Mm. like I have like a task due and I need like an a video to help me do it then like I'm less inclined but if I am like say learning how to do something like learning how to do like a graphic design technique or something I don't mind those intros and I think because like I do love finding people and things that are like different and interesting like I enjoy that and then being able to like show other people and be like look how like cool this guy is or how like weird this guy is Mm. like I remember there's like this um there's a guy who does like watch reviews and dad and his friend like absolutely loved him so like the intent at the beginning was to find out about different watches and like what was good about and what was bad about them what the mechanics of them were and everything but he is like he is such a weird out there person and he gets like really passionate but really angry and he'll like scream and like it's just like absolute anger about a watch if he doesn't like it and it's really really funny (laughs) So, like, things like that, I'm like, that is hilarious. Like, I'm learning about the watch and, like, this guy is hilarious. Mm. Like, it's so not not expected and it makes me want to go back and see it more because I'm, like, waiting for that next, like, dopamine rush <laughs> of, like, when's he going to do something? When's he going to, like, yell? Or... So there is a part of me that enjoys that. But that's, like, the entertainment part. I guess it's, like, incorporating entertainment into the, the mm. learning or the thing that I actually need to do. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I would say. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, Can I just. Yeah, you go. Say to the people that are listening or watching, like, I think it's a a freaking amazing exercise to do is Mm -hmm. to reflect either, first of all, on what has been said from our conversation and think about how you're going to apply that to the training that you create or go figure out like what are the books that you're reading what are the games you're playing and take that time to reflect like book it into your calendar now some reflection time so you can think about how you might implement that in the next training Mm. course you design yeah that's a good point um Vic before we finish up do you do you like monkey ball I haven't played it in like 20 plus years probably, but I don't think I liked it when I played it as a kid. That's what I thought. Why did you not like it? Um, it was too hard. Like I couldn't really play it because you'd just like die straight away. 
Okay. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. That's like a difficulty thing. If it's that hard that you literally can't, you don't even have a chance of getting to the end, then yeah. people lose motivation. It's like that perfect mm. level of difficulty where it's hard enough that people have to put effort in, but not so hard that they can't do it, but then not so easy that they're bored. Yeah, mm. cool. All right, awesome. Well, thank you, both of you. That was very insightful. Um, thank you everyone for, uh, for tuning in to this episode of Studio Insights. Don't forget to check out our human-centered design cohort. It's going to be epic. It's in the description below. You can find out all about it, everything that it includes and when the next cohort starts. So check it out and we'll see you for the next Studio Insights episode. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.